You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. episode number 1382. When you're starting out in this business, if you don't have a big marketing budget, you're going to have to trade your time and your talents for money. You don't have a huge marketing budget. So you're going to have to go out there and you're going to have to be very proactive. You're going to have to find a list to target. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. I'm going to go break down all the 17 steps of every single wholesale deal so that you understand and you can have a checklist of everything that needs to happen in a wholesale deal so that there's no mystery to it. And then we're going to break apart which parts can we do virtually and which parts do we need to be face-to-face, knee-to-knee, belly-to-belly. This will work if you do. Remember this, and I, I always think about this in the morning. Uh, it's something that's just, I don't know, I must have said it to myself a bunch of times or it's just repeating in my head over and over and over is the fact that I'm one conversation away, just one conversation away from an incredible opportunity. One conversation away. The deal of a lifetime comes around once a week. Once a week. Every single week. It just depends on how many conversations, how many quality conversations we're having with motivated property owners. Property owners that will trade price for speed and convenience. Because remember, remember when you're speaking with the property owner, what we're looking for are the property owners that will trade that price for speed and convenience. They want to get rid of this property. In your mind, you have to think of wholesaling real estate. Like There's a couple different analogies that I think really make sense. All right, The first one is a pawn shop. Right, You take anything into a pawn shop. You take a baseball card, you take a, uh, a ring, you take in a watch, you take in a, a guitar, and you know that that pawn shop's not going to give you full market value for it, but you need the cash now, right? You just don't, you, you don't need this stuff anymore. It's just sitting there. It's just cluttering. It's just something else in your life that you want, that you don't mind getting rid of. That's the mentality of property owners. People do that with property. They're just like, just take it, get it off my hands. I don't care. I just want it to be as simple and easy as possible. All right. The other one is if you've ever bought a, a car at a dealership and you turn your car into them, like you, you traded in your car and you know that you're not getting Kelly Blue Book value for it. You know that if you went and you cleaned it up, you put new rims on it, new tires, you got all the, the seats real supple and they're smelling good and it doesn't smell like you or your kids or whatever else has happened in that car over the time that it's been on this planet and you get it buffed out and you get it looking perfect that you could get close to Kelly Blue Book value, right? What we consider Zillow price in real estate. This is kind of Kelly Blue Book and Zillow are kind of hand in hand, right? If you can understand that. But we don't. We turn in our cars because we don't, we don't want to deal with that. We don't want to put it on the market and sell it ourselves and go through that whole process. Just take the car. Give me the new car. I know that I'm not getting the, the full value. I know that you, you dealership are going to make a profit on it, but I don't care. I'm done with it. I'm moving on from this. That's what people do with real estate. So just understand that that happens every single second of every single minute of every single hour of every single day. This depends on when you're going to find yours. And it comes down to having quality conversations with property owners. All right, let's look at this. 17 steps. Number one, 
When you're starting out in this business, if you don't have a big marketing budget, you're going to have to trade your time and your talents for money. You don't have a huge marketing budget. So you're going to have to go out there and you're going to have to be very proactive. You're going to have to find a list to target. All right. Now, some people like targeting real estate agents. That's fine. You target real estate agents. You try to get some referrals. Maybe you're targeting the MLS. You're looking at listed properties that are on there. Highly competitive. You got to make sure that uh, you get a really good discount and you catch those properties quick because a lot of the the buyers, a lot of the investors have already seen that deal and either passed on it or they said, you know what, Uh, I don't want to pay you when I can just go on the market. So, But you can certainly find deals in the MLS. You can certainly find deals by getting by talking to real estate agents before they put those properties on the market. Now, my favorite is to go direct to seller, okay? Go direct to the property owners. I see an ugly house. I'm going to get the phone number for that property owner. I'm going to call them up. If there's not a phone number, I'm going to knock on the door. I'm going to send them a handwritten note. I'm going to do something to get a hold of that property owner. Very basic, very simple. The first 20 deals that I did were just driving around town, finding ugly houses, getting their address, writing them down and calling up the property, finding some way to to make contact with that property owner. Now, the best list right now, by far, it's not even close, is the AI-generated list. This is machine learning, looking at the person and looking at the property, smooshing them together and coming up with the most likely people to sell in the next 90 days. And you can get that list right at flipfinder.ai, flipfinder.ai. You can go and find that list. It literally shows you the most likely people to sell at a discount. This is our number one list right now. This is what we're going after at footfinder.ai. So we go after those properties and we start having a conversation with the property owner, right? Finally, AI is caught up with everything and they look at all the trillions of different data points and they figure it out, the people that are likely to sell. You've got the ugly properties that you go out and you hustle around and you find all those from driving around. But if you just want to pull it from your computer and find the most likely, boom, you get the AI list. So you get the AI list, you're calling the list and that goes to step number two, all right? Step number two is to have a quality conversation. We have to talk to these property owners. We have to talk to these property owners, okay? And by the way, if you want to virtually drive for dollars, you can do that. If you want to just sit on your computer and pull an AI list or a tired landlord list or probates or pre-foreclosures, whatever list that you want to pull, you can pull that right from your computer. So in your mind, I want you to think of, okay, how much of this is face-to-face with the property owner? So far, none. I'm going to tell you this right now. Uh, 95% of this business is done on the phone. 95%. And remember this, the most powerful people on the planet are effective communicators. How do we become effective communicators, Brent? I don't talk to a lot of people. I don't have adult conversations with property owners a lot. I haven't had any conversations with property owners a lot. Then do it. The best time to start is now. Massive, imperfect action. Massive, imperfect action. Start. The more people that you talk to, in the shorter amount of time, the more skills you're going to build. All right. So then you make contact and you have a quality conversation. Number three, you pre-qualify them. You pre-qualify them based on four things, the condition of the property, their timeline to sell that property, their motivation to sell that property and their price. That's it. But it's so impactful because I remember when I got started out, I was so nervous to get on the phone because I didn't know what I was trying to figure out. I didn't know what I was trying to find out. So I never want you to have that nervousness. I want to remove all the obstacles so that you can go and have those quality conversations. But you pre-qualify them. And pre-qualifying is on the phone. 
Condition, timeline, motivation, price. Condition, timeline, motivation, price. All right. Now you understand, wait a second. This is an actual lead. This is somebody that will actually do business. It has the potential to do business. Now it's time to actually do some due diligence. Now listen, due diligence is number four. Due diligence is not number two. It's not I get this list and then I start comping it and I start looking to see how much their mortgage is and I start seeing how long they've owned the property. I don't care. I don't care. The fact is when you're number three, when you're pre-qualifying condition, timeline, motivation, price, you're looking to figure out one thing. Have they made the decision that they're going to sell their property? If they've made the decision that they're going to sell their property, then you do the due diligence. Then you do the due diligence. Because if they haven't made the decision, then you're just spinning your wheels. You're not going to convince them. We are deal finders. We're not deal creators. We are deal finders, not deal creators. Okay? It's the absolute fact. Right? We are archaeologists, right? We're finding these unbelievable things, right? We're not fabricating them and making them, okay? So make sure that you understand that they have to have made the decision they're going to sell this property. It's not something that you're going to plant in their head and they're like, oh, yeah, I definitely should. I definitely want to. Then you do your due diligence, right? This is when you comp. This is when you figure out what's going on with the property. This is when you figure out, okay, Will they consider a cash offer or do I have to see if they would do owner financing, do something more creative, right? So in that due diligence, that's when you're coming. That's when you're looking at, okay, what can I offer? What kind of offer can I make here? All right. Number five is your lead follow-up sequence. Very simple, guys. Very simple lead. By the way, none of this is face-to-face. None of this yet is face-to-face. Now, some people might not want to talk on the phone with you and, and require somebody to go to their house to, to talk to them about all these things, to really open up, to pre-qualify them. But 99.9999% don't. Don't worry about that. That's a concern your head throw it away. It, it, it just doesn't happen. Not in real life. All right? So you're doing your lead follow-up sequence. Very simple. If it's a hot lead, you're calling them every day. A hot lead somebody that's going to sell in the next 30 days. Okay? That's it. If it's a warm lead, it's between 30 and 90 days. You're going to call them at least every week. Okay? And if it's 90 days to forever, you call them once a month. Very simple. And something that we do every single day in the Rhino Tribe is we have these um, live lead calls where people are calling their leads live. And we call, nobody answers. We'll call again, nobody answers. We triple call them. I would say it's 50-50 on the, the, on the third immediate call that you're trying to reach out to the people on these calls that we have live, people pick up. And that, that's the same with uh, Chad, my uh, junior acquisition manager. So we triple dial, boom, 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 boom. People pick up. They're like, oh my gosh, what's going on? And you'd be surprised. They're not like, why are you calling me three times in a row? This is ridiculous. They don't. They really don't. It's more curious that they have. Your curiosity that they have, I should say. So do your lead follow-up sequence all on the phone. Now, here we go. Number six, number seven. This is where there is a sticking point. The appointment. Virtual appointment or is it going to be a in-person appointment? Do you need to have boots on the ground if you are going to be making offers to virtual sellers, to, to sellers that are in your virtual market? What does that look like? Or are you just going to send an offer 
and make sure that you're on the phone with them and go over the offer while you're on the phone with them. Let me tell you this, you need to have an appointment to go over the purchase agreement live, live as a professional courtesy. I want to make sure that I answer any questions that you have about the agreement before you approve it. Not sign, approve. Thank you, Jerry Norton. Beautiful terminology. Remember, the most powerful people are the best communicators, right? So how do you make it not seem like it's this big, like they're they're signing their life away type of thing, right? Approve it. And you go through it. You go through it if you're virtual. You go through the, the purchase agreement live with them. Get on Zoom if you need to. That'd be even better. FaceTime them. Get on the phone with them. Do not send offers in the mail and just hope and pray that they're going to sign. And I mean physical mail and digital mail called email. Oh, I'm going to just send the, the DocuSign or the e-signature and just uh, hope that they sign it. And then all of a sudden, the nervousness starts creeping in. They're like, yeah, 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 I'll sign it. And you're checking. Oh, they looked at it. Oh, yes, yes, they looked at it. Yes. Oh, they're going to sign it soon. It's going to come soon. And then it doesn't come. And then it just, all of a sudden, they're not answering their phone anymore. All of a sudden, they're not responding to your text messages anymore. Are they leveraging my offer? What is happening? Were they not really serious about selling their property? Oh, my gosh. Did they get another offer that's higher? What, what, what is going on with this? Right? All of these, all of these thoughts going on in our head. You can remove all that if you have a appointment where you go over the purchase agreement live with them on the phone in person. Next is your offer presentation. This is where you're doing it live or you're, you're going through the purchase agreement and then you get your contract acceptance. Boom. Exciting. They just accepted your contract. Absolutely incredible. Guys, this is steps one through eight, every single deal. Boom, 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 boom. Contract acceptance. Now let's go to number nine. Open up escrow and deposit your earnest money. Open up escrow immediately. As soon as you get that purchase agreement back, you're going to open escrow. You're going to send it to your title company or closing attorney, and you're going to put a subject line on the top of that that says new escrow dash the address. You're going to send it to your title company or closing attorney. And then you're going to deposit whatever the agreed earnest deposit is. Because remember this, in some states, not all, you need consideration. Consideration is some sort of deposit, some sort of uh, a financial deposit to make that purchase agreement valid. Okay? So make sure that you get that in. Don't mess around with this. Don't mess around with this. Get it in. One, it's showing that you're committed and that you're doing what you said that you would do in the purchase agreement. So don't breach your own agreement. Deposit your earnest money. All right. Now this is 10 through 17 is where dispo companies come in or people that do um, micro flips or daisy chain or whatever you want to call it is they go, okay, listen, you got that contract signed. I'll help you sell it, bro. And we'll, we'll split it 50, 50. This is usually where they come into, into play, right? Joint venture partnerships, right? You start marketing your contract to cash buyers. By the way, marketing your contract to cash buyers cash buyer inspection and assigning the contract to the contract with buyer, you might need boots on the ground for your cash buyer inspection. That's it. So if we look at this, we're talking about your offer presentation and your cash buyer inspection to have somebody physically at those properties. Do you have to? No. 
Is it good? Sure. Can you do it virtually? A hundred percent. People are doing it. People are doing it right now. Since this show started, there's probably like a thousand deals that have already been done. You know what I mean? So you 100% can do this with just your phone and just a computer. All right. You got your, your marketing, your can contract, your cash buyers. By the way, if you've never done a deal, go to wholesalinginc.com, download it, uh, print it out and have it by you. I mean, you could put a whole binder together from the stuff that we have at wholesalinginc.com that you could just download. So make sure that you're taking advantage of that because that's the whole point. And just, just checklist it so that you know what's the next step. What's the next step? What's the next step? All right. You've got your cash buyer inspection. Uh, next is you're going to assign the contract to your buyer. You make sure that the earnest money is deposited with the title company. You should get a refund of your earnest deposits as soon as the new earnest deposit comes in. Remember, all wholesaling is, if you really boil it down, is somebody will pay us. We put together a purchase agreement. It's not this size. It's much bigger than this, typically. Uh, eight by 11, eight and a half by 11. But you've got a purchase agreement. That's an asset. People want to buy this. People want to buy this from us. So when they buy this from us, essentially what we're doing is we're crossing off our name in the purchase agreement, putting their name on, and then they're paying us what's called an assignment fee. And so once you assign that deal, the contract, you're going to send that assignment agreement over to the title company. They're going to deposit their earnest money. Number 13, make sure they deposit their earnest money. 5,000 non-refundable. 5,000 non-refundable. How do I know if these are good buyers, Brent? How do I know that they're real? How do I know that this deal's going to get closed? How do I know that the seller's not going to be mad at me because uh, the, the deal doesn't get closed? 5,000 non-refundable earnest deposit. It's enough to, to make people second guess if they don't think that they can get that deal done, right? It makes people more serious about the deal, all right? Next is through the title company, they do their job. They make sure that any liens that are on the property get paid off. They make sure that there's nothing goofy going on with the ownership of that deal. And then it's clear to close. Those are C2TC, oh my gosh, or C2C, whatever, is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful phrase in this business. Because now you know that there's nothing crazy going on with the ownership or with any liens. Then the buyers get their funds in. You check to make sure that the buyers get their funds in. Hey, title company. Hey, closing attorneys. The buyer's funds in? Yeah. Okay, great. And then you close the deal. And then number 17 is the best one. You get paid. You get paid. Now, the interesting thing is, I usually, it was always like, yes, oh, the paid. Yes, 17. That's like the best step in the 17 step process. I don't think so. I think number two is. I think the quality conversation with a property owner. That's where everything comes from. You know what I mean? We don't get to 17 without number two. Isn't that wild? So you'll find that you will become kind of addicted to having these conversations with property owners. I mean, the, the funds come in, but once those funds start coming in, you start getting, you know, that bank account that's got a hundred grand in it, 200 grand in it, 300 grand in it. The shine wears off a little bit and the hunt is all that's left. The hunt is the exciting part. So just put it in your brain now that the hunt is the most exciting part. And if you're in hustle season, if you're in hunting season, if you're going after all these properties, you're making all these calls, you're getting rejected left and right. People are telling you, no, that's the fun part. That's the exciting part because most people won't go through that. And because most people won't go through that, that gives you the skills and the skills are something that can't be taken away from you. 
doesn't matter what happens in your life. doesn't matter sickness or some sort of crazy thing that happens. You come back to, you have the skills. You have the skills of effectively communicating with property owners. And if you can effectively communicate with property owners that are motivated to sell their properties, you will make millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions. You will. Absolute fact. No replacing that. Start building up your, your skill base now. Start talking to people, right? Awesome. If you're interested in joining the most proactive community in real estate investing, it is the Rhino Tribe. Go to wholesalinginc.com, wholesalinginc.com. Check out what it's all about and join this unbelievable community. If it feels good in your gut, sign up for a call. We look forward to working with you. And that's it. I close out this podcast as I always do, encouraging you to go out there and talk to people. Till next time. Love you guys. See ya. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.